Welcome to Library Media Chatter, the podcast that stayed up until nine-ish to ring in the new year. <laughs> Greg, this is the first episode of the new year, so I was wondering, what's your New Year's library resolution? So I would say we did do a student survey and we're looking over the results. I, For the most part, it was very positive, but our resolution is to be to make an effort to be even friendlier and more welcoming. I'm a real mean person. Yeah. And so people are driven away by me. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that I just think that that's an area that we want to keep working on. So what about you guys? What's your new year resol- new year's resolution? Um so in one of the buildings the big thing is going to be uh and it's part of our like EGP and that kind of stuff is a uh furniture refresh. <laughs> we need to uh, we need to figure out a new way to to get some new furniture in there and to make it a little bit more uh, accommodating to all the different things that people want to do. We're doing fine with what we have, but it'd be great to kind of mix that up and and help a little bit more. Uh, the well, other one, I'm glad that you yeah. said survey. because yeah. <laughs> So we sent out a survey, uh, Jess sent out a survey, and one of the things that we got back was about um, being better about promoting books. I'm like, man... That you're, I mean, you're right. We are not, we have displays up and we have, I make these digital uh, slideshows that go up every week with five books and whatever, but it's one of those, I've been doing it for in that building for a year and a half. Yeah. I kind of assume like, oh, people know what we do. People know what's going on. And when that happened, I went, oh, I've just been making this stuff and nobody's paying any attention. Oh man. Yeah. So probably doing a better job of uh, making sure that people are aware of of what we can offer, yeah, uh, especially when it comes to books and, you know, like the stuff that we do here where we're talking about what we've read, <laughs> recommending, yeah. and here's why you would do it. I thought I was doing okay, and it turns out I probably wasn't. <laughs> so well, that might be a thing to try. But I do think, I mean, I think that's kind of like my situation where the, the nature of a survey like this where they all opt in, you know, yes. you hear from people who either like you and, and want to be nice and help you with your survey yes. or people who are disgruntled and... You know, it's good to know. Yes. You know? Like in our case, it's good to know we've had students come in and feel like they were not treated well. It's hard for me to know exactly what happened or if that actually, you know, same sure. with your case. I think you probably have a lot of staff who know what you're doing, but sure. somebody didn't. But yeah, like, somebody would like to know more. <laughs> yes. If I'm well, and I've had a couple conversations with uh it was, it was a new teacher that put that, and I had a conversation or two with a different new teacher who when I was she had asked for something, I'm like, Well, we we have that. Yeah, this is a thing that we do. And she goes, really? Like, OK, so like yeah. that's a and and that's... she was pumped about it and her kids started using oh, it right good. away. And it was great. Yeah. You go, OK, so that's on me that yeah. I'm making stuff and not making it clear uh, or as clear as I could. But right. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've been meaning to tell you for a long time that you could be nicer. So I'm glad yeah, that I other people you. are reaching out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very, very alienating. <laughs> yes. People find you. Yeah. 100 yeah. percent that's been the knock right. on you for a long time well yeah that's my yeah. that's my rap yeah <laughs> all right let's get into it craig it's january what are you reading so i'm so excited about this book and it's not even out yet as of the recording oh, wow. it's called reunion okay by christopher farnsworth i i just came it's like a kind of straddles cosmic horror and fantasy and it is did you ever read Stephen King's It, or have you seen no. the movie? Uh, I saw the what about the TV one a long yes, time ago with yes, Tim Curry as the clown and the whole thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not a big okay. horror guy. That was the twist, though. So you just ruined the twist that it was Tim it's Curry all along. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the okay, so I read this book as Stephen King's It, updated and like one thousand pages shorter. Okay, good. Um, you know, it's a very readable length. It's about these four now adults who, when they were in high school, were supposed to save the world. And they kind of did, but they did it the wrong way. And so the monster thing that they were fighting is reappearing. Their lives have basically been train wrecks since okay. the, they got out of high school. And they're coming back. They're kind of pulled back to their hometown for this 20th anniversary high school reunion where, you know, everything's going to go down again. Sure. And it's just great. Like, it, it's fast. It's funny. Um, I... I, it's it's rare that I find a book that I like fall into that easily. So I really, really enjoyed it. And it was a trope that I like anyway, you know, okay. like a nice kind of kids save the world. But what happens after, you know, yeah, I love that yeah. idea. I yeah, love that really good. premise. Yeah, we never and, get uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. I'll find that. Let me um, let me just do a quick Google here and see um, when it comes out. Um, fortunately, I still work on a typewriter, so you can, <laughs> you can hear it. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It is it is out. It is out now. Okay, Great. so this is available for purchase. Uh, Christopher Farnsworth reunion, awesome book. Great, and this yeah. is something for the library. This is a thing yes. that would be. Yes, there's no no like heavy handed explicit content. Um, like I said, there are enough chapters from the teenage point of view that yeah. I think. It would appeal to high school students equally. Okay. Um, yeah, it's great. And it would be it. a great pair with, you know, you have those kids who love books like it, you know, Stephen yeah. King style books about kids in creepy situations. Yeah. And this would be a great thing to kind of level them up with. And so, so I have two follow-ups. Yes. Uh, you said it's about a thousand <laughs> pages shorter than it. How <laughs> long is it? Oh, let me see if I pull. Are it we up in the three hundreds window? Are we? Yeah, I would say three hundred or less. But let me. Okay. I've got it. I've got it pulled up. 300, oh, 346. Okay. No, pages. that's a manageable yeah. YA yeah. kind of book. Yeah. Um, my other question is, uh, I'm a wimp. I'm okay. not a big horror guy. Yeah. Will I be okay with this book? Yeah, or it's am I not. Be um, out? it's not a lot of spooky scenes. It's a lot of, okay. um bad people who work for okay the bad does that make sense yep. yeah um no i thought it was like very um in in many in many ways even less scary than like less scary than the king book where you have just like okay. that tremendous creepiness yeah. flowing through everything so yeah no i think it's real uh this would be a real easy one to match with the right kids that's awesome yeah what about you what have you been reading um, I just read uh, Ronit and Jamil by Pamela oh, yeah. L. Laskin. Uh, it is a novel in verse that sets Romeo and Juliet or that type of story yeah. um, in Israel, Palestine. Yes. Um, kind of on either side of the wall that's being built, uh, kind of dividing the two communities. It was really pretty interesting. Okay. Um, I know, was it the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, we talked about Determined to Stay, uh -huh. the book, the dogwood that was set in like kind of the 
youth of Palestine, kind of what yeah. they're going through and how they feel. Um, and I think having that as a background was a real help in mm-hmm. reading this one, that there was no sense of this group is bad, this group is good, or this person's kind of on the right side or the wrong side. Because um, the book doesn't do that. There's no, right. like, these evil whoever's or these great whatever's. Um, but having a little bit more background knowledge of the area was helpful in reading the book. It was an interesting style. So it was alternating, I guess you'll call them chapters, but it's not really chapters. It's a novel in verse. So it's kind of right. every page or two, you've got little sections. And a lot of them were like direct mirrors. Oh. So in this one, the Juliet figure is talking about uh, her mom okay. and kind of using certain language and and the structure of the writing and whatever fits a certain way. So then the next page, it's the Romeo figure doing the yeah. same thing about his mom. Yeah. And a lot of the language is the same. And they talk about like early on, it's kind of describing family and describing whatever. And they're like, uh, and the, the great food that she makes for us and the foods are the exact same. Oh, okay. That's you know, like, cool. Because, like, you're in the same area. And, yeah. of course, like, you would be eating similar foods. And so it was really neat. The structure of it playing off kind of they're having very similar experiences. Their families feel the same way about yeah. each other, like, about the other's existence. Yeah. Um, In kind of broad strokes. Um, It's just interesting. I thought it was a cool look at yeah. that kind of story that we get a lot of. Yeah, uh, but set in um, a very different kind of world from what I've seen previously. Well, and to me, that sounds like it does. It takes like one of the underlying questions of Romeo and Juliet, which is like, well, aren't these families pretty much interchangeable? You know, yes. like that's always one of like it's so hard for the kids to tell them apart, and it <laughs> does something interesting with it. You know, yes. like it. So I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. The, yeah, what is I, teaching Romeo and Juliet forever and you're like if their name ends in a vowel they're part of this family if it doesn't they're in that one and they're like yeah but they kind of seem the same yes yes, yes. exactly that's why I'm pointing out the spellings yeah <laughs> oh no, man yeah uh, it was a definite recommend um especially if you are in a school where you're teaching Romeo and Juliet uh yeah. your teachers are looking for something else um we have, and I used to use a little bit of Gareth Hines' uh, ad- graphic adaptation of Romeo and Juliet because okay. he plays with um, race a little bit in it. It's not talked about because okay. he's just using Shakespeare's language, but yeah. in the imagery, it's clear that one group is one group and one group is another. Yeah. Um, and that's an interesting way to get into it. I thought yeah. this was also a good, if you're looking for something else to kind of uh, spice up your Romeo and Juliet stuff to try to mix it up and not have. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also um, not racy at all. Oh, so there were moments where I'm like, oh, I wonder how they're going to play with um, with some of the. Are they going to get more adult with it? Are they going to get more yeah. uh, clear about what happens between the two? And they don't. Uh, yeah. Which is an interesting. There are things hinted at, and it's written in poetic language, so you're like. Wait, did you just say what now? Yeah, but maybe yeah. you didn't, and it's just yeah. so it's very well done. 
I feel like, so I, just, this is something that I've had on my radar and, um, well, I'm going to save it. Okay. I'm going to save it for okay. our last section where I talk about what I'm looking forward to reading, but Wait. I'm going to come back to this conversation. Yeah. I love it. Okay. That's called right. a teaser folks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the industry, that yes. is a teaser. Yeah. And it's a perfect time for a teaser because we're heading into our first commercial break. Yeah. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Dewey Decimal number 364, which means it's time for the game that deserves a 45-second countdown oh my before gosh. the title drops. Do we know our Dewey? I'm going to name books with call numbers that start 364, and Greg is going to guess what that section is all about. Greg, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Highlights from this Dewey number include The Lizard King, The True Crimes and Passions of the World's Greatest Reptile Smugglers, by Brian Christie, In Cold Blood by Truman Capote, The 57 Bus by Dashka Slater, and Cannibal Serial Killers oh. by Nikki Peter Petrakowski. <clears throat> Greg, what is the theme of this section? All right, well, I feel like I walk students over to this section in our library all the time. So if I get this wrong, I'm gonna be really sad. Um, I believe this is a true crime, true crime. That is 100% what I would call yes. it as well. That's what yes. our labels are. Uh, what do they call it on the Illinois? <laughs> no, according to Bridgewater College Library oh, yes, Services, yes, the number yes. one go-to in the world of what well. in the world is this doing <laughs> subsection? <laughs> they have it listed as criminology. Oh, that's even better. But, that's yeah. such a good... But it's a perfect... Yeah. What a that's wonderful a... section of books that kids well, right. tend to love. Right. Hmm. Um, Greg, and I know that you've long been a fan of uh, the true crimes and passions of great reptile smugglers. Do you think that you'll dive into the Lizard King since it's the world's greatest reptile Yeah, smuggler? well, I feel like I can't turn away from it now, if that makes sense. You know, like I have an obligation to read this one. Yeah. So, you've yeah, done I've... all the others. Well, yes. You can't not yes. read the greatest. Um, cannibal serial killers sounds like... It might be a bit broad. You know, I feel like Nikki could have narrowed that down. But um, if I'm remembering correctly, and maybe uh, Sandy will will call in oh, with a yes. voicemail for us to include if I am wrong about this, because this yes. is her area of expertise. Uh, I believe that's part of a series of books on serial killers like a oh fantastic so not like that is not a uh a, like a great work of yeah. literary nonfiction like yeah, in yeah. cold blood yeah. it's more of a uh a, a, i don't know why we have a series it's on like the opposing killers. viewpoints version yes. but yes. for serial killers yes uh fantastic. yeah you got to figure out both sides well right you don't As... want to be rude as parents in our district often ask, yes. why aren't we teaching? As yes. parents and staff, I'd like to say. Yeah, we need to we need to make sure that why we're aren't we giving credence both to both sides. So yes. the pros and cons of cannibal uh -huh. serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Opposing viewpoints. <laughs> I'm really you know what? Maybe that's how we end up retiring, Greg, is making right. opposing right. viewpoints of things that should never have <laughs> opposing viewpoints. Yeah. And yet there's an there's a demand. Yes. I think and now's the time. And that, oh, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Now is the time. Well, thanks to Dewey number 364 <laughs> for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Welcome back to Library Media Chatter. You are just in time for us to change things up a little bit. Yes. Uh, this month, 
for the what are you doing? Greg and I realized that we had not really hit many of the gateways for the 22-23 school year as of yet. And we definitely are going to have a Barnsies later oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we need to prep you for it. We yes. need to make sure that that's not the first time that we're talking about those books. So we're going to try something a little different this month. We are going to do a gateway book draft. Yes. So we will each pick three books that we think your students or any students uh, would enjoy the most. Uh, what we would find as like easily recommendable for those students. Yeah. Uh, we will not be allowed to overlap. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see uh, how many of these we were excited to recommend and how many That's were right. like, okay, yeah. well, this one would also be all right. And we may this add would in... would also be all right. <laughs> we may add in a fourth round of a wild card book, but we'll see how we feel when we get there. That's fair. So, yeah. Greg, I'm going to be uh, a real gentleman here okay. and allow you the first pick in the 2022-23 Gateway Book Draft. Oh, man. How can I not go with the uh, Perpetual Bridesmaid, <laughs> Jennifer Lynn Barnes? Oh, wow. Um, I think she actually has won the Gateway. I'm, pro I'm sure she has, but I like to say, you know, always the Bridesmaid, <laughs> never the Bride. Yeah. Uh, she, I kind of assumed that they would change that book award to the Barnsies, except I, we've I now trademarked coming. it, so they can't. Well, right. They, well, they'll license it. They'll license yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Inheritance Games is the first book in, I think it might also be the Inheritance Games trilogy. I can't remember what the trilogy is called. Yeah, I, um, I believe that's right. If it's not, it has something to do with the Hawthorns, but... Who? Oh, it could be the Hawthorne Legacy. Yeah, but that might right. be the third book. So. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it's, it's hard to it's hard to keep them all. Yeah, but this is, I think, kind of a great example of what she does well, which is family drama with a mystery with a romance. This one has a love triangle that kind of develops here and continues to expand. Um, it's about a girl who inherits a vast fortune that she didn't even know she was in the running for. Um, but she's also in this mansion. She has to stay in this mansion for a year, I think, right? I believe that's and, correct. Uh, there are all sorts of puzzles and mysteries and secrets in the mansion. And and four I, handsome young men well, that's are a, vying for her attention. Yes. Yes. It's kind of bewilderingly so. Like, yes. Yeah. And I don't, I think that there's a, a, a readership of YA mystery that likes female protagonists that will really, really like this book. I also think it's been so successful <clears throat> that it's kind of kicked off this little mini subgenre of puzzle breakout room type mystery books that yeah. are continuing to come out. So anyway, I see this being real popular. It is real popular in our library, and I think it would do well in other high school libraries. It's a strong pick. Thanks. Strong what about you? Pick. Let's pick um, number one. Oh, do I go with my head or my heart here, Greg? I'm going to oh, go. Man. I'm going to go with um, Tweet Cute. Oh, that Emma was on Moore. my list. Yeah, good choice. So I am. I, I've said this before, as we've talked about other books. I am not a big romance guy. The probably the only romance books that I read are the ones on the gateway list. Because uh, your whole life is a romance. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Yes. 
very, yeah. very just one of the great love stories. Sweeping of... and stately, really. Yes. Stately. Yes. yes, it's very formal. <laughs> Our courtship. Real Bridgerton vibe yes. going on here. Um so I tend to kind of go into to romance books not feeling real excited. And I just mm-hmm. hope for the best. It's not my genre either, so I get that. But I thought this one was really cleverly done and in a way that I think would get teenage readers who are like me, like you, not big romance people. I think it'll hit the romance readers as well. I think it's a slam dunk if you're into romance. This is for you. Yeah. Um, But I think it also carries enough kind of interesting other things going on. It's dual narrative, Mm -hmm. uh, like dual POV, which is fun. Um, it deals with two different like things going on in two different social media fronts. Yeah. So there's kind of a mystery and then there's definitely a mystery. Like yeah. the the first one, they kind of don't realize and then they eventually do. And you're like, oh, OK, well, I wonder if they'll. Oh, no, they still have this whole other thing yeah. going on over here. Yeah, um, it's very uh, you've got mail. Yes, that's um, exactly right. Yeah. Like that. Which no one of, has seen at this age. Correct. Group. Yeah. Yes. They will not feel like, oh man, I've I've seen this before. Yeah, no. They're gonna go, wow, this is a really clever idea. Yeah. And I thought it was well executed. Um yeah. I think the the narrators were both solid. There wasn't a lot of like, oh, you're just one author who's writing one voice and calling them right. different names. Right. Uh so yeah, for me it's tweet cute gets my first mm-hmm. pick. It's that's a great book. I I think it's her debut, which is even more impressive. And um, you, I feel I personally feel offended. You left out the best part, which is what I tell every class when I take this to them. It's about a stolen grilled cheese recipe. Oh yeah, no, that's. I mean, I to me that's just. I just thought it was so so cute. It was. I'm I'm with you. Such a good book. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's. I don't mean this as a pun, although it works, but like. It could have been very cheesy yeah. in a negative yeah. way. Yes. And it just, it wasn't, I don't, I, no. it didn't devolve into like, Oh God. Yep. So, all right. What's your pick number two. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with another uh, mystery, which is grown. And this is by oh, Tiffany. Come on. Yeah. I wanted that one. Yeah. I'm locking them all down before you can get to them. Uh, Tiffany D Jackson, who I think in my mind kind of, um, is in the same kind of stratosphere with uh, Angie Thomas and Nick Stone. Yes. And I think she and Nick Stone are light years better than Angie Thomas. Um, I really think, I don't always like Tiffany Jackson's books, but I think they're well-written and they're thoughtful. Yes. And this is a great example of that it's, it could be a ripped from the headline story basically of the R Kelly saga. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, a black, a young black girl who wants to be a singer, right? She gets caught up with this musician who claims he will basically, you know, kind of make her successful. But the best part is the book starts with her covered in blood in his penthouse. Yes. And it yes. just goes from there and it just takes off from there. I I was not thrilled with how the book ended, but... Um, really? Did you like it? Oh, I so I was talking <laughs> to a kid about it yesterday. Um, yeah. And... I I remember reading it and it's those like really short chapters. Yeah. And it's that back and forth, which was yeah. nice because you weren't just going, oh man, this is a depressing story about a girl yeah. who gets trapped in this thing because you know right. that there's another thing happening. Was it the last paragraph or like the third to last paragraph yeah. where 
you find out you find something yeah. and i went whoa yeah, yeah. that kind of blew my mind and it, well, it, and was, it yes. was cool i thought it was a neat way to end and not okay. have it be like oh okay so this happened and now she has to kind of move on right i i don't know i liked the end no that that's was, good i think me. that's good for people yeah. to hear and i just think now i think a lot of kids will be put off by the cover um who i think potentially oh, yeah like white kids is what i'm really trying to yes. say and yep. um uh, and male readers potentially and male readers yeah. yeah and so but i do i just think it's a great book and i think there's a group of kids at your school who will read it and love it um like with all of tiffany jackson's books. yes so although i i will say i this to me was so much more enjoyable i guess is the right word then Monday's not coming. I uh, I thought more teen friendly. I thought for sure more like Monday's to not be... coming was just so bleak. I that mean, was real tough. I knew yeah. that was the point. I get that, but yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So okay, what's your pick? Okay, number two. Maybe I'm gonna save that one for later. I think no, it's still gonna be on the board. I was just gonna say, don't save it. No, I think I have one that I'm gonna keep on the board okay. for later. Okay. I am going to go with. Oh, no, I'm just going to take it now. Go for it. Because I'm not positive what else I definitely want to recommend. Um, I really loved What I Carry by Jennifer Longo. Good call. Um, I may have talked about this in a What Are You Reading previously. Okay. So I, I don't remember for sure if I did. Um, a girl is in the foster care system in the <laughs> Seattle area. She's. Uh, been kind of bounced around foster care for a long time, never really stayed anywhere for yeah. very long. Um, she's heading into her senior year of high school. This is the last year that she has to be in the foster system kind yeah. of before she gets to to age out. And she just needs to make it. Like, can I be comfortable in this place long enough to just be done? Um, yeah. And she's very averse to connection and yeah. for for any number of reasons that the book explores yeah. in really interesting ways that it's not just here let me tell yeah. you my trauma and now here's yeah. my story um i thought it was all doled out very uh, expertly um just i don't know it's it's not an action story and there's no. not a lot of adventure and mystery and whatever it's just i just wanted to keep reading I, yeah. I was cheering for the character. I wanted things to work out. There's a, there are things that you will probably see coming. Yeah. And you won't care if, and when you get them, <laughs> it will right. not bother you that you're like, Oh, well, I kind of figured. Yeah. You're welcome. Like yeah. it was you, yeah. it's what you wanted and it, it yeah. worked out nicely. This was one of those, this is another debut, I believe. And, um, also a very good book. Um, I there were things in this that made me roll my eyes because I'm not super sentimental. Like sure. so, like her being named for John Muir, yeah, Muriel, and I just wanted to like roll my eyes so hard they fell out. And then I still really like the book, yes. you know, like yes. So like that's the kind of book it was for me where I was like against my better judgment, not against my yes. better judgment, but like against my inclinations. I really liked it. Yeah, no, I yeah. I think that's the experience I had was like, okay, you're setting this up in a way that I'm just going, I see where this is falling. Yeah. I get what you're doing yeah. and things happen. It was just, I feel like you're going to get kids to read this and they're going to go, all of the the um, the skepticism that we went in 
mm-hmm. they're not going to have. Right. They're just going to go, wow, that was really neat. And yeah. none of it, not none of it, almost none of it was overly, um, overly heavy handed. I felt like when it got yeah. to dramatic moments, it felt like this is what it's like to be in a new school. This yeah. is what it's like to have a new job. This is what it's like to to meet new people. Like yeah. it was not a crazy over the top anything. Uh, and I, I think kids will find that book and really enjoy it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we did when we introduced this to classes, we all we timed it to coordinate with a serial drive for a foster home oh, organization. And we had a great turnout from our students. And I just was so we timed it with Giving Tuesday, you know, and yeah. then we ran it for a couple of weeks. Anyway, and I just mentioned that as like a way that people might think about doing some programming with these as well. You know, yes. like um, kids really responded well to hearing about a book that was about an issue that affected yes. kids their age that they I love can do it. something about. It was cool. Yes. Uh, we'd never done anything like that before. And it was we'll definitely try that again next year with a new gateway. We'll pick something else. Yeah, you know? I love so, that. Yeah, it was cool. All right. Third pick, Greg, where are you going? All right. I'm because I, I don't know if this one's on your radar, but I'm picking Golden Arm. Um, yep. I, every year I struggle to find books for boys and every year there's like one, this one has the light between us and how it all blew up as well that are about boys and punching the air. Those three are just not the kind of books that the boys I in my school are looking for for the most part, you know, but golden arm has been very successful. It's been very successful with, um, struggling readers or yeah. readers who are reluctant, you know? Yes. And so our reading enrichment classes have used it and it's a Carl Duker book. And it's like every Carl Duker book, you know, it's, yeah. I think about the same quality as every Carl Duker book. And he has a great readership because he does what teen boys want to read about. Yeah. So anyway, highly recommended. No, great um, pick. Uh, yeah. What about you? Third pick? Um, I am going to go with Jane Anonymous uh, by Lori Faria Stolarz. Mm-hmm. Um, I that think was also on my list. Good call. If, if you're looking at kind of like grown where you have this, here's what's happening now. Here's what's happening. Then kind of back and forth, it will hook you in. Um, you're going to hit readers that enjoy that kind of thing. And they're just going to eat it up. Yeah. Um, a girl gets, uh, kidnapped and held in a room in a house warehouse somewhere because yeah. she doesn't know. Like she doesn't. So, you're getting her experience in the present, which is I've gone through this and this is kind of how I'm feeling and how I'm getting over it and, and how I'm dealing with what happened. Yeah. And then you're getting the flashbacks to what was happening. Um, I thought it was just, it was that back and forth was really well done. Mm. I am. I, I do a lot of like, I'm not this kind of reader. I don't look for, stories like that necessarily where it's like you're not uh, a sandy like yeah yes i'm well and like a girl in trouble yeah is not a thing that like really makes me like oh i can't wait to read about another girl who's in a terrible situation yeah um but again really well done yeah kind of like kept me guessing while i was going i didn't have a clear sense of what was going on um until i needed to yeah. It was, I thought it was really well executed. So it's Jane Anonymous is my last and one. My thought with this one is it has not had much traction in our building yet, but I think that it is going to be one of those that holds its own for a long time, like um, Amy Chelsea, Stacey D, yeah. where the, there's a type of kid that loves to read about K-12 
kidnapping and a twist, kind of like a young adult version of the psychological thriller. Sure. Yes. And I think yes. this is going to hold its a hold a place there over years in our library. That's my guess. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. One hundred percent. All right, Greg. We're going to add one more round on here as bonus a, round. It can fourth be, round. Fourth round for what do you love? Fourth round could be what do you think students would like, even though you yeah. didn't love it. Where are you? Well, going? I'll, I'll tell you one that's been real popular already this year. Like, can't keep it on the shelf is Girl on the Run. Um, okay. It is a just straight out thriller. It's short. It's fast. There's a weird wonky part kind of three quarters of the way through where it <laughs> gets slow, but it's fine. I mean, kids don't think about that. You know, they just read through yeah. it and they really like it. It's a girl who uh, has moved around a lot with her mom. One day she decides she wants her mom to be happy and creates a dating profile for her mom. And the mom freaks out, makes them pack their bags and they run. But of course, by then it's too late. And the person who has been looking for them is already on their trail. And so it's just a it's a great YA thriller in the vein of, I don't know, Ruthless or the white the girl in the white van, you know, that, yeah. those kinds of I can't think of that author's name. There's April a, Henry. April Henry. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think real strong readership for it at our building. Yes. What about no. you? Uh, I We may have run out of books that I feel like students are going to run with. You can talk, uh, talk about another one that we've, but that I mentioned. Me, <laughs> you know what? I, I wish uh, had more of a readership. Yeah. Is Clap When You Land. Okay. Um, I love <laughs> Elizabeth Acevedo. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't relate to any character that she's ever written about in any book. Right. Like there is nothing about that Same. stuff yeah. that I can talk about in my own world, but it's, it's a novel in verse it's dual perspective. And I just thought it was so interestingly done again, that world of these two people living similar lives in different parts of the, of the world. They're, they share a dad. Yeah. Um, one's in um, is it Puerto Rico and one's yeah, in New Dominican York Republic, or Dominican maybe. Republic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's, a, they find out about each other um, and then they kind of get to know each other. And there's, how do we balance these things? And the moms have a history and whatever. I'm, I'm struggling to get kids to check that book out, Yeah, but I really, I don't know. I just wish that that was a thing that more kids were, uh, were finding. Cause I, I yeah. think her writing just hits the right, the right things for me. So uh, that's no, my, I my last one. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back to wrap things up. This episode of Library Media Chatter is brought to you by that one table that always squeaks. Tighten all the bolts you want. We are going to keep annoying the people who come in for the PD meeting and confusing kids who just wanted a quiet place to work. That one table that always squeaks. We aren't mice and we aren't right behind you. But you might wish we were both. Welcome back to the podcast. We have just enough time for What's Next, where we highlight a new book we are excited about but have not read. Greg, what's next? Well, I did a teaser earlier, and I promised yeah. I would come back to our Romeo and Juliet theme. I think we're entering a golden age where people are going to be able to <laughs> Romeo and Juliet unit yeah. by just showing the movie yeah. and then doing lit circles with all the there you go. He, Here's what's coming out next year, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's called Teach the Torches to Burn. Okay. Romeo and Juliet remix. 
And it's in, it's literally a series of remixes of great okay. classics that remixes them in queer ways. So the Great Gatsby was, I think, I think two trans characters maybe. Okay. Um, and there's others, but that's the only one I can think about. That. So this is a gay um, Romeo and it's Romeo and Valentine instead of Romeo ah. and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I... It's by Caleb Rorig, who I think I've talked about on here before. He's like the YA gay mystery writer. Like, okay. So there's not that many gay mysteries in YA literature. And the ones that do exist, like 90% of them are from Caleb Rorig. <laughs> and uh, I know it's a, like this niche genre that he has yeah. nominated. So so the, I don't expect this to be a mystery. Like reading the description of it, it just sounds like Romeo and Juliet. Um, yeah. But he does have a readership and he's often included in kind of queer and, you know, black indigenous people of color anthologies um, where. So anyway, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is and what it looks like. And I think kind of like I said, with this and with graphic novels and with other remixes and adaptations, you really could do a Romeo and Juliet episode. Oh, for sure. And with that, remember, read responsibly, use a bookmark.